Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. Certainly grateful for all of you every single week that listen to this podcast. We are so grateful for all of you. It truly, truly is a blessing to have you a part of this incredible community. We call ourselves the Convocation of Influencers, and all year long so far, we have been empowered, and we're really just trying to help leaders evolve into the things that we know God has for their lives. I want to thank all of you if you're a first-timer. Know that we value you. We appreciate you. It means much to us that you are connected on this level. Make no mistake about it. We absolutely appreciate you. So thank you so much for just being a part. I mean, we are so, so excited to have you. Let me tell you, today I want to talk about success in shifting seasons. Now, it is important for us to understand that seasons come and they go. Life is cyclical like that. We go from one season to the next. We understand that in the natural, I think we ought to understand in the spiritual because it helps us also in our business, in our professional life, really understand how to be relevant in all the various seasons that we experience. Some people who do not have that adaptability and consequently they only thrive in one season and another season come and they don't have the skills and tools to be able to do it. I'll give an example. One of the things that really, really burdened me was to watch spiritual leaders who were incredibly successful in ministry, their churches were vibrant when they were able to meet in the physical space. When COVID-19 occurred, a lot of them were unable to make the shift into technology. And as a consequence, they were all over the place. In many instances, putting people's lives at risk, trying to salvage and create kind of a hybrid that was not necessarily effective. I believe that real leadership knows how to make a shift in every single season. The reason I wrote that book, Leader Shifts, uh, because I wanted people to understand transitions in life and leadership. I believe with all of my heart that what God does, he's always moved in dispensations. Let me explain that, times in which God moves and how God moves. If you look at the word of God, you will discover that in the Old Testament, God presented himself in one shift, a dispensation as the God who was above us. The, the psalmist says, I will look to the hills and what cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Moses goes up to the top of the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. Elisha fights the gods of Baal on top of a mountain, the Jezebel. I think when you look at God above us, it's a powerful revelation of God's presence. Then you will also note when you get to the New Testament shift, dispensation, we see that Jesus Christ comes 
According to John 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Scripture calls him Emmanuel, meaning God is now with us. Shift. The God who was above us has now shifted to come down and be with us. Now, Jesus says, prior to his departure, back to his father, John 14, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. But then Jesus says to them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a comforter, and he cannot come unless I leave. And the Holy Spirit that was promised first in John 14, they were in position for the Holy Spirit in Acts 1 and 8. They would receive power when the Holy Spirit would come upon them in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. They were in one place on one accord, and suddenly the Holy Spirit comes. That's another shift. Now the God who was above us in the Old Testament, the God who was with us in the New Testament and the Gospels, now has gotten in us. Same God, three different shifts. I need you to understand if God is moving like that, if God moves in shifts, it's important for us to understand how to be successful in various shifts and seasons as well. So let's walk this out today. Let me help you. First of all, I want to tell you shift happens. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you try to do to stop it. Shift happens. It is an inevitable part of life, business, relationships. People often think that things are going to always be the way they are, but you have to understand as fashion comes and goes, television shows that were popular come and go, fans come and go. I've been in ministry long enough to know that that's why you never attach yourself to something that's fatty because you know it's, it's good for a little while and then it doesn't have any ability to go to the next season. Shift happens. So as a leader, what I've got to do is I've got to prepare myself mentally, infrastructurally, spiritually and otherwise, for the inevitable reality that shifts will occur in my life. I cannot be caught off guard when seasons change. I cannot be caught off guard when things begin to dissipate and move into another direction because I have made proper preparations. That's why I must secondly study successful trends. A part of leadership is being able to study what others have done, study what's happening out there. One of the things that I find very fascinating is, you know, I'm kind of a uh, really a, a nerd. I'm, I'm, I'm like all over the place with what I read. I read so many different things from different walks of life. One of the things that I found out, if you really pay attention to technology, stuff I read about that, global technical world stuff, it's amazing the stuff that is coming, right? The things that engineers are working on and preparing the world to do. And a lot of the stuff you're seeing now, man, they were talking about 10 years ago. Right, because people were preparing for shifts. And if you study the trends, you'll start putting your organization in a space where you know that, listen, we're going to be prepared when this season comes. Innovation, right? All of these, the integration, <laughs> all of these things are going to be significant for you. And don't, don't sit back and not study what is happening all around you. There's too much literature, too many periodicals, too much out there for you not to know what's coming. It helps you with your business decisions. We just invested in some new cameras in our ministry, and we want to make sure that we didn't lock ourselves into something that was going to be antiquated. We want to make sure we had something that was going to be able to shift with the season, that we literally just 
We'll be able to put an adapter on and keep moving. And yes, those are the kind of decisions that come out of doing research and studying successful trends. When you think about being successful in your business, rather than covet or be negative, hate on somebody else who's successful, man, see what you can learn. See how they're doing it. Find out their best practices. What is their system in this? You would be amazed at what you will discover. Some amazing things occur when you study successful trends. But then you have to be willing to stretch beyond your comfort zone. And this is, this is interesting, right? Because to stretch beyond your comfort zone, that, that's, that's a whole nother ballgame for some people because, you know, I believe anything that is, that is cutting edge is always something that's willing to get you beyond what you've always known, what you've always done. Stretching beyond your comfort zone is, is a significant piece of this, right? Because a lot of times people don't realize the importance. Whenever you're going to go into a new season, it is a foundational principle that you have to get outside of your comfort zone. Classic example in the scripture, Genesis chapter 12. And the Lord said to Abram, get up out of your country from your kindred and go to a land that I will show you. Think about that for a moment. That in a real sense, what God was saying is that I am literally going watch this, to get you from everything you're familiar with and take you somewhere you've never gone before. How important is that? How major is that? You see, the power of that is understanding that whenever God is doing something in your life, you have to be willing to step out, to do what you never did before, to see what you've never seen before, to hear what you never heard before so you can actually have what you never had before. This is what makes a successful leader, getting beyond your comfort zone. I had some folks one time, we were in a meeting and they had to lament because they were like, I'm the one who's always saying we can't do this and we can't do that. It's because some people are stuck. It's fear. And people who come to the table always saying, well, we can't do that or we can't do that are not people you really want around. You want people that are always saying, let's see how we can make this happen. Let's see how we can research this and make this work for who we are. You got to be a person that's saying, let's try something new and innovative and let's make sure that we're cutting edge. Because as a leader, if you do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, well, you know the rest of that. <laughs> Here's the next thing, and I want this to really settle in. I want this like to really, really bless you. Listen, you have to be able to discern what to hold on to and what to release. Now, one of the things that I've, I've been sharing, I shared early on uh, several months back, is I read this book by Greg McEwen. It's called Essentialism. And it really blessed me because it really helped me understand how to delineate what was essential and what was not. The idea of essentialism is being able to go through and kind of do an inventory and audit on things in your life and deciding what needs to have priority and what things need to be dispelled and Kind of as you move into a new season, you can't take all the baggage that you've always had. Jesus says this way, you can't put new wine in old wine skins. So it's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's not saying that everything you've done is not important. It's just saying you've got to determine now in this new season, what things do you need to hold on to? Let me speak about it, particularly in terms of church and in that area. Then maybe it'll bless you in terms of how you deal with your business or your life. You think about it. There's some things you have to decide. Is it really important that we always have this announcement period? Or is it always important that we always have the choir sing when they always sing? And we do this and do that. And we keep people in church for, you know, two hours. Or is it more important that we package this in a way 
People get straight to the word quicker, get the worship experience they want, and they're in, they're out, and it's powerful, and they can move on and go and live this out in the world. See, you got to determine, man, like you get caught up in tradition, and tradition is nothing more than frozen success. So when you look at your systems and your business, you look at your advertising, you look at relationships, all of this, what things are you willing to take with you? What things, you know, have a sense of efficacy as you go forward into this new season? And what things are you just holding on to because they matter to you? Well, this just means a lot to me, but is it going to help your business? Is it going to help your relationships? Is it going to help your church? And if not, put it somewhere and memorialize it. Put it somewhere and say, you know what, we'll put it over here, it'll be a part of our history, but it can be a part of our destiny. Those are the tough calls. Those are the things you have to decide now. Even some relationships, some people, you got to decide that some people just can't go where you're going. I mean, when Abraham is getting ready to go up in Genesis 22 and offer his son Isaac, guess what? He didn't take everybody. What a powerful way of looking at that. He didn't take everybody. When you process that, ladies and gentlemen, he left them at the foot of the mountain. When you go into different seasons, you can't take everybody. The same crowd that's in the lobby is not the same crowd that's in the penthouse. When you go into different seasons, you have got to be willing to discern who has the capacity to go where I'm going in this season. And that's why you have to surround yourself with forward thinkers. That's that next point. One of these I've learned man, in life, I want to surround myself with people that are thinking forward, not thinking backwards. And all my conversations with folks about how things used to be in the good old days and how we used to be. I mean, I appreciate that just for laughter and just to rewind. But when I'm trying to be inspired, tell me what things are coming. Tell me how I can move forward and accomplish the things that are coming. I want people that are thinking forward. I want people that are thinking about what's going to be the new infrastructure. I want people that who saw gentrification coming, who, who saw the stock market, who saw this innovation and technology, who saw the digital divide and was able to provide solutions and who can see gaps where creative innovators and people can come in and create things that can change the world. I want to talk about people that are going forward, people that are talking about robotics and people that are talking about, you know, a variety of different things that I believe can change culture. And, and I just think it's important now for us to surround ourselves with those kind of folks, the folks that nobody wants to talk to, nobody wants to be around I don't have time to play. I don't want to be that person sitting around talking about people and talking about stuff that doesn't matter, doesn't add value. I want to surround myself with people who are thinking about what's coming down the road. That's what I call it. I need people to be in the market. I need prophetic marketplace people, not just prophetic church people. I need prophetic marketplace people. Tell me what is on the way. Forward thinking, progressive people, not apathetic, willing to take risk, willing to go out and stretch themselves and say, hey, this is going to come and I'm putting myself in position and let's talk about how our organizations, our churches, et cetera, can remain relevant in the midst of this changing season. I think the way that happens is you have to have a strong foundation. Now, the foundation of this is that anytime a shift occurs, a season changes, <laughs> the foundation has to remain the same. See, our foundation is Jesus Christ. On this podcast, we are believers. We, we thank God for Jesus Christ, who is the rock upon which we stand. And let's be clear. When seasons change, we don't, we don't leave him. The earth is the foundation. Seasons come, summer, winter, fall, spring, but the earth stays the same. The Bible says, as the earth remains in Genesis 8, seed time and harvest. 
summer and winter. The earth remains. The foundation remains. As my relationship with Christ remains, seasons come, go. People come, go. Trends come and go. But my relationship with Christ remains. Maybe this is why the Apostle Paul said that I will let nothing separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, neither heights nor depths, different seasons, <laughs> right? All these different things he begins to juxtapose and say, it doesn't matter what occurs, I yet remain connected to Jesus Christ. Your foundation is critical because you will not be successful in any season that comes. It doesn't matter what principles you have, who you surround yourself with. It doesn't matter what kind of things you implement. If your foundation is shaky, then you will not be able to be successful in that season. A part of being able to shift appropriately is to have the right stuff at the foundation. Final thing is I want you to do is I want you to think about investing in where you're going. I tell people all the time, nobody's going to invest <laughs> in you unless you invest in yourself first. You have to invest where you're going. One of the things in ministry I was taught, I was taught to sow where I'm trying to go. There are people who would critique me and say, why would you sow seed into or give money to people who didn't need it? I'm like, you don't understand the principle, do you? You don't, you don't get it. I'm not giving it to them because they necessarily need it. I'm giving it to them because I'm sowing into the good ground. I'm sowing where I'm trying to go. People that sow into my life like that, sons and daughters and people who are friends of mine who say, Bishop, I see what God is doing. They sow where they're trying to go. You have to begin to think about that. Invest in where you're going. And that's not just in an individual, but that sometimes it's investing in a workshop, investing in the infrastructure and things that you need. Invest in where you're going. Be willing to, Make those redactions through essentialism and decide how do we restructure our organization to be forward thinking so that we can make the necessary investments. What we did during the pandemic, we had to shift our budget items, our priorities. We shifted our priorities toward technology, innovation, and marketing. And we started saying, hey, let's put dollars there. Let's beef this up because we realized that in this season and going forward, we have to make sure we're strong. We put dollars into outreach and things of that nature because we knew people were going to be struggling with, with a variety of different things. And so we wanted to make sure we were strong in those areas. So what are you willing to invest in going forward? You have to invest not where you've been, but invest where you're going. Begin to rethink your budget items, your priorities, and begin to say, you know what? We're going to be a forward-thinking organization here. And we're going to be people who understand how to be successful when the inevitable seasons shift in our lives. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, success in shifting seasons is done by intentionality. It's when you recognize that shift does happen with or without you. You start studying these successful trends, stretching beyond your comfort zone, discerning what to hold on to and what to release, surrounding yourself with forward-thinking people, having that strong foundation, and investing in where you're going. You cannot help but win. I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me today. And let me tell you something. I am really, really excited about you being able to thrive in this next season. Three things I want you to do. Number one, I would love for you. Follow me at josephwalker3 on Instagram. Please do. I want to stay connected with you. If you're a first-timer, let me know you were, you were listening. 
Joseph Walker three. Tell all your followers, follow Bishop, follow him, follow him. Secondly, I'd love for you to get my new book, Leadership and Loneliness. I promise you it's blessing lives. I'm hearing so many testimonies and thank you so much. You can get it at josephwalker3.org. That's josephwalker3.org. And then finally, I want you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. I want you to put the word out there and tell them, you got to listen to this podcast. Maybe this is the one that you know someone needs. Share it with them. Let them download it. We're on a path. We want to reach a million people on this podcast. I believe we can do that if you help us. I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much. And I want to appreciate all of you so much for listening, tuning in. It means everything. Thank you again. And until next time, I pray God's blessings be upon you and yours. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting 